Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader or investor. Wealth Within was voted number three for stock market podcasts globally in 2018, so I hope you enjoy listening. We cover topics from trading to investing, as well as wealth creation to ensure you can achieve your financial goals. Because as we always say, lifestyle matters. As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. If you'd like more information about our government accredited courses or to watch more analysis of the stocks in this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the market report videos under the Learning Center. Please note that the information in this podcast should not be considered personal financial advice. The All Ordinaries Index is defying logic as it continues to hold and is even daring to trade higher. So why is this happening and is it a sign the bull market is resuming? Hello and welcome to this week's Australian Stock Market Report. I'm Dale Gillen, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within and we're Australia's most trusted stock market educators. Now before we move on, show your support for the channel and hit that subscribe button down there, that red one, and remember to click the bell on the right of it so you do keep up to date with our latest videos. Also remember to tune in to our live Australian stock market show every Tuesday, 7 to 8 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. This is the show where you get to ask us, the stock market and trading experts, to look at your favourite stocks and answer all of your questions. Now the 1st of September was a critical point in the US-China trade war, with the US imposing a 5% lift on tariffs on approximately $550 billion of Chinese products. In retaliation, China formalized plans to place duties on around $75 billion in U.S. products. Now, despite the escalation in the trade war, both the U.S. and Australian markets remain resilient, in contrast to the doomsayers scaremongering. While a quick resolution to the trade war would be an obvious benefit for the Australian market, which should see it trade higher, I believe it's not as critical for us as it is for the U.S. market. When looking at world economies, China is still growing at around 6% a year, and while this is down from its stellar growth of around 14 to 16% from four years ago, it is still growing faster than other major world markets. For example, the US is growing at around 1.5%, with Australia pretty much the same. India is also rising at a rate close to China, as is Vietnam and several other Asian economies not far behind them. Now this is exciting for Australia as most of the trade we do is with Asia, with the majority of that being China. What's important for the Australian market is to look at the movements in our currency and commodity prices. If commodities are rising because of demand from Asia, the Australian market is very well placed to benefit from this. Just because the US market may be catching a minor cold, given that its economy has slowed, does not mean the Australian market will start sneezing anytime soon. September starting saw reporting season end, so now we should start to see some normality in our market. Last week, information technology and consumer staples did well, up over 2 and 3% respectively. On the other end of the scale, communication services was down over 1.5% and utilities down over 1%. For the calendar year, information technology has been the best performing sector, up over 35%, 
whilst communication services has also been performing well, up 24%, although this sector was one of the weakest sectors last week. This is mainly due to Telstra falling as it was down around 3% last week, although I believe this is only short term as it's likely that Telstra will turn to rise in the not too distant future. Healthcare has always been one of the big winners this year, up 28% for the calendar year. That said, I believe the opportunities moving forward will come from materials, financials, energy and utilities. As for the stocks in the S&P ASX 100, IOOF, which was one of last week's worst performers, topped the list rising around 11%. This was followed by Oil Search and Magellan Financial, up over 7%. Now Domino's, Luca, A2 Milk and Coles, which were not far behind, all up around 6%. On the other end of the scale, CYBG fell nearly 22%, after shock news from the UK on Thursday that the PPI complaint costs were well above market expectations. Medibank Private and Goodman were down around 6%, while Spark, Adelaide Brighton and Whitehaven Coal were all down around 4%. So what do I expect in the market moving forward? Well, let's get into the charts for our S&P 500 All Ordinaries Index update for this week. We'll also answer all of your questions and look at the stocks you've chosen for me. Well, we're out of reporting season, as I said a little bit earlier in uh, my report, and for the third straight week, the All Ordinaries Index has closed higher, even though there was a lot of doom and gloom around our market over the last month, especially the last month or so. But I think, I'm not sure about you, but I'm getting a little bit sick of this whole market's going to crash, doom and gloom, everything's looking terrible, because this has been going on for well over 12 months. I remember chatting about market doom, possible crashes back in September last year with many journalists and it's still going on. Uh, and yet the market is awesomely resilient. As I said at the start of my report, it really is looking good. That said, don't get too excited about it at the moment. Uh, I still think we've still got a little bit more to go down to finish out the run, but although, you know, I am, it, when you're a trader or an investor, you need to look at both sides of the market, whether it's going to go up or go down and really how you can confirm either so that you can make investment decisions. And right now I'm just sort of sitting on the fence a little bit whilst I think it's got a little bit more to go down. It's still, it's still possible that he's going to go up from here through into Christmas. But let's get onto the chart of the All Lord News Index and look at my scenarios that I was talking about last week. And as you can see here on the weekly chart, the All Lord News Index hit a high of six seven six two points last week before closing at six seven five two points um, only 10 points off its high but you can see here how i was saying last week if, if we get the high earlier the low will come in earlier if the high comes in later uh, then the low will come in later so all i need to do now is just move this over here so if we don't uh, if we see an up week this week then the high will probably happen somewhere around about next week after next week will probably be the high and then we'll probably move in move down into the low if this is the scenario that happens if we still keep seeing market moving up over the next four or five weeks then the likelihood of the low will be somewhere into November or late mid-October to mid-November. That's really what's going to happen with the marketplace. At this point in time, I don't think until it has its low that it's going to break that all-time high of that 6958 points. But, but as I said, it is possible if our market is extremely bullish, uh, but I don't necessarily think it's extremely bullish, um, as I mentioned just a minute ago, but uh, if it is extremely bullish, we might see three, four weeks up, one week down, and then go through that all-time high. That's a third scenario 
as I said, I don't think that's going to happen. I still think we're going to have a little bit of a washout down to around this 6393 to 6218. And I always say to traders when I'm teaching traders throughout our courses and I'm mentoring traders is always plan for the worst, hope for the best. And so planning for the worst means what's the downside risk that I have now? How big is that downside risk? Whether it's my portfolio or whether it's the market and uh, and as I quite often say, it's not what happens, it's how you handle it. You don't really need to know where the direction of the market is. All you need to do is look at the stocks you own and what direction they're going. And if they're going up, you stay with them. And if they're going down, you get out of them. And it's pretty simple like that. But right now, everything still looks really, really good. So let's get into some questions that we've got for this week. Now, my first question is from Buzzman. He says, hi, Dale, love the show. Thanks very much, matey. Um, I'd like your opinion on CleanAway, which has a stock ticket code of CWY. I actually did this stock for our students. I did a probably 40 minute recording on this stock of my analysis on this a couple of weeks ago for our students. So uh, I think it's a great pick that you've brought it up. Um, he Busman says he bought it at around $2.30 and it looked to be in an upward channel that had pulled back. Um, I was expecting it to push back up to the back up to the upper channel level um, on a one month chart. And he did I asked him about a one month chart and he said uh, he's had a one month bar chart over a period of four years. So that's what he was looking at over a period of four years on a one month bar chart. So that's a bit smarter than, um, I was thinking it might've been just one month time he was looking at. Um, and he'd like to hear uh, what I think about it and what has the potential to do, get up to the high level of that channel. So let's go and have a look at uh, Clean Away and what, what Buzzman's actually talking about. If we go to a monthly chart and you can see here, my data goes way back to 2005, so it's about 14 years of history. So he's looking at from about roughly about where my pointer is. So his data here. So he's seeing that part of the channel. Now, let me get rid of some of that earlier stuff. So he's looking at around about this sort of move here, or this upward move uh, here. And what he's talking about in terms of channels. Now, before I start talking, I actually don't use channels at all. Uh, they're not not as part of my trading strategy. So what he's looking at is having um, let me click on that and I'll copy that over and you can see. So what he's looking at is, I can use a tool, I do have a channel tool in this program, but what he's looking at is basically the stock vibrating for between these two levels. Now obviously this is not a proper channel because it's not on the same angle. You can see that if I put that there, that's a different angle. It's more of expanding move rather than parallel lines. So what uh, Buzzman's expecting is saying, well, it's come down. Will it get back up to that top level there? And this is part of the reason why I don't use channels because quite often by the time you realize the stock's in a channel, it's breaking out of it or not doing it. So this really is not necessarily a solid um, theory in my book, although a lot of people do teach that theory. Um, it's more like this, this channel. Um, and as you can see, it breaks out every now and again and comes back down to it. At this point in time, I think the stock looks good. I think it's nice. It has been really, really nice and bullish. It's had a low here in 2011 at 73 cents and came right back down here in two, 2015 at uh, 56 cents. Sorry, that wasn't the low back here. That was 45 cents. Sorry, I read the wrong figure there. Uh, it's beautiful. It's looking good. I just think it's having a minor uh, fall pull back here. It might even go a little bit further. It might go break through this bottom line, I would suggest. But right now, just have a stop loss on it, um, Buzzman. Really, that's all you got to do. But as I said, there's much better theories out there than using channels and also use longer data. And to me, if you can've got five years plus, this is really what you need. And I teach our students always to look at the monthly chart 
out for the most amount of history. Now I do understand a lot of those online portals that people use um, don't have much. They only sort of keep you four or five years max on those monthly charts. That's why I use programs such as what I'm using here is called Optima. Uh, that's why I use it because I get a lot more data and I can see how the stock's unfolding a little bit better. But um, looking really, really good. The next question we got is from Ashan. Um, he says, hi Dale, could you please cover Webjet in your next show? Thanks matey. Um, has strong fundamentals and it's in a long-term uptrend bought in this week as it aligns with my long-term strategy he has a stop loss at ten dollars fifty um, according to to the method highlighted in my latest book so let's have a look at webjet um, he's got a stop loss at ten fifty now i'm not sure why you bought into this stock at all because it has not given me any reason to own this stock at this point in time it's this hasn't filled one rule in my book. So that's the first thing I will say. So whilst you might have a stop loss, a lot of people think that um, putting stop losses in saves them all the time. And it does. Stop losses to stop any loss of your capital. But a lot of times it's people's buying that gets them into the trouble in the first place. And right now, um, that's not a good stock to buy in my book. It is bearish. It's had an all-time high back here, way back here in um, August 2018. It fell very, very heavily if you look at this monthly chart. So uh, let me put my little tool on here. So it fell very, very heavily from there. So you can see it fell 42 0.6% more recently you're seeing it's fallen um, from this high here in May of this year it's fallen down around 31% currently down 26% even on a weekly chart this does look bearish at this point in time so I don't know why if you've got a stop loss at 1050 where's 1050 on here and I'm not sure why you have a stop loss at 1050 maybe it's on uh, your 15% below your buy price if that's correct I I can't remember your buy price at this um, at this right now but 1050 is right down about let me have a look at this let me put my little tool on from where it currently is so 1050 would put you down around 16.63 percent from its current share price so if you bought it last week you might you're probably using that 15 percent rule but again i wouldn't own this stock at this point in time that's really what i'm seeing at this um, on these charts at here um we got next question we've got is from andrew fuller he said g'day dale could i have your thoughts on eltium please eltium's a great stock i actually do like this stock um, it is a nice, you look at this, is this beautiful stock? Really, really, really nice stock. Trending beautifully well. The only thing I'd worry me about Altium at this point in time is the, the angle of its trend. You can see how it was going on this way, and I'll put my trend line on this, uh, or a trend line tool on this, and you can see how it was trending on that sort of angle, and now it's gone quite vertical. See how sustainable this is, and it's going, you know, it's, but it, we've had this sort of sideways consolidation all sort of year, and it's breaking up out of that. I still think it's gonna go a little bit higher, but I would just put a stop loss underneath it, maybe it right at this point in time. If you do own it, stay with it. If you don't own it, um, don't get into it. I think you're probably gonna be on that last gasp effort moving up, and that might be 10, 20, or 30%. Um, but right here, what I'm seeing is it'll be getting higher risk to get into it because the further it goes and the higher it goes, the more risk it has of falling over. And it's exactly the inverse. Uh, the further it falls and the, the greater the fall, uh, the more chance it has of rising. It's just one of those normal things. It's you know, that's those sort of tipping points like a seesaw. Um, but is looking really, really good at the moment. Stay with it looks good and um, the other stock I wanted to cover is not from a question it's just from oil search because I did talk about in my report areas that I thought were going to be good um, in terms of 
growth in the future, like materials, um, financials, and obviously energy was one of those. And oil search. Now we've had oil down for a bit of a while there. You know, the the the, the price of oil has gone down, but. Uh, when oil goes down, obviously it will affect oil search, but I think oil's probably going to start to rise up a little bit in the not too distant future. So we may get oil search starting to move up and you can see here it's, it's high was back in 2014 um, and it's been bearish this year, but I'm not saying to buy this stock now, um, but you can see this huge move that it had this past week. It was up 65 cents in the range. And if I get my little tool on it, you'll see exactly what we saw last week or why I put it into the report. So from last week's close to there, it was up 7%. So all we need to do is start seeing it break through these sorts of levels through here around 747.50. If it starts breaking through that 746 level, I'd suggest its new uptrend is about to start. So it could be one to stick on your watch list. But uh, as always, if you want me to look at a stock for you, just stick comments down below and uh, you need to do that and I'll um, gladly do that. If you've got comments on US stocks, go to my US report. If you've got comments on Australian stocks, please put it in this report for us. Um, as always, just hit that red button on the, down there on the side there to subscribe to our channel. Just show your support for the channel. The more you subscribe, the more I can do uh, and the more things can happen. Everybody learns and this is really what this show is all about is helping people understand the market and what they need to be doing. So, But as always, I've enjoyed bringing it to you. Um, if you haven't got my book, Accelerate Your Wealth, go out to the bookshop and get yourself a copy. Uh, it'll help you understand how to buy and sell and manage your portfolio. And uh, for now, that's uh, my report for this week. So for, that's it for me. Good luck. Good trading. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Wealth Within, a global leader in stock market education. For more information on our courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Centre.